And this is the one and only Richard Hart. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure. No doubt. So I've done a brief intro there, but for people who aren't familiar with you, Richard, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, I started my first business out of my front yard when I was maybe 19 or 20, installing car stereo equipment in people's uh, cars. And then did the next business, which was uh, for, well, it was search engine optimization and shopping carts. And then did the next business. So every business was taking me like two years. So then we did uh, mortgages, foreclosure bailouts, Miracle Cleaner, Sex Toy Store, you name it. Then I had about 150 employees. We were doing 60 million a year in turnover. And I'm just like, yeah, that's enough. Sold it, moved down to Panama, got robbed into oblivion, super duper robbed. And then just started traveling, you know, safer places. So lived in a hotel five years, just traveling the world. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was, while I was traveling, I saw this Bitcoin thing and it was a dollar. And I was like, oh, stupid made up money. That's dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was, and they were giving it away for free. And so I, I had a really strong video card and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start mining this. I was mining full Bitcoin blocks with 50 BTC block rewards oh, wow. back in uh, the first quarter of 2011. <laughs> okay. But I mean, but that's like a lot of money now. Like that's, I don't know, 200,000, 2 million, something like that now. Yeah. But back then it was only $25. Mm. Bitcoin was only 50 cents when I was mining it. That's crazy. You know, price moves around. So I bought the top, the Wired News article came out and uh, I was like, oh, they're actually going to use this stuff now. It's got utility. Oh, I'm getting in. Mm. And so I helped make the $30 top, went down to two. Okay, <laughs> That's how crypto goes, man. It doesn't yeah. matter when you got in. It matters how long you held. Because a lot of people thought they were smart buying at a dollar, selling it too. Thought they were mm. geniuses. Mm. And now they didn't sell it 65000 a few months ago. <laughs> And I, I called, I predicted, I, my price calls are so good. I'll just give them for free. You know, there's so mm. many people out there, scammers, trying to get you to join their trading group, you lose all your money. Join their paid signals group, you lose all your money. People, if you had a, a machine that just printed money, would you teach other people your entries and your exits to reduce your profit? No, you would never sell that. You would never, mm. you don't want people messing up your trades. And people pretend all day long to, to show you profit in these ways. And it's the most destructive thing. I mean, if you go to this, uh, this one website, I won't, won't mention it by name. I call it the scam diode. So if you're already getting screwed by it, I'll warn you about it. But if you're not getting screwed by it, I won't give you the URL to go get screwed. Right up at the top, it says 67% of our people that trade with us lose money. Okay. And that's misleading because the people that lose, lose a lot more than the people that win. Mm. And so even though only 23% of people win, they probably win a tiny little bit. And the losers lose a big, big bit. Okay. So, so getting people to stop trading, stop gambling, stop doing drugs, stop having unhealthy lifestyles is... You know, all my first YouTube videos are about that. I hear you. And then I wrote some free books to help people do that. And then anyway, so I was rich and retired before Bitcoin and then I bought a lot of Bitcoin and then I decided to make something better than Bitcoin. And Hex is killing Bitcoin. It's up in price like 750 times versus Bitcoin in two years. Mm-hmm. So if you liked Bitcoin, you could have bought Hex in January for the last year, held it and had 750 times more Bitcoin now. This gotcha. is crazy. Like. Awesome, man. There's a, there's a lot to get into here. So, yep. wow, where do I begin? Um, there's there's literally so much in that introduction right there. So, what got into you, what got you into the world of entrepreneurship? Is that just how you're wired, or is there something in particular well, that made you think, okay, it sounds like you've had a very unorthodox I life. Money. Okay, I, I needed to go to the dentist, and my dad didn't have any money, and I didn't have any money, and so okay. I just started selling everything I had that was head in value. The only stuff I had that had any value was car stereo stuff because that's what my hobby was. And I looked at the prices and I was like, man, I'm getting for this stuff almost the same price I paid for it. And I used it for two years. So I thought, well, what if I just put out ads for stuff I don't have yet? I know I can get a good deal on because we used to do the air conditioning for a guy that was manager over Brandsmart, big electronics retailer in Florida. And the managers there can give you cost if, if they like you. They can literally just sell at cost. They have that option. So I was buying at their cost. And then I became an authorized dealer later and the prices I got were worse. I was getting better prices on Rockford Fosgate from Brandsmart buying it at their cost than getting the, the worse actual authorized dealer cost. And you don't realize these things until you enter the world. And in the real world, you're like, wait a second. So authorized dealer is worse position? Man, I wish I didn't sign up. <laughs> I'm making less money now, you know, it was with worse return policy as well. So I, I, I was forced into business. And then, you know, my dad always, he had his own business, a little air conditioning company, and he would always, you know, 
teach me good stuff, put me in good seminars. Like he put me in sales seminars and I learned how to sell stuff, you know, to all the Tony Robbins, everything we did. Gotcha. Every Tony Robbins thing there was and 85, 90% of his stuff is on point. Mm-hmm. But most of his stuff is good, you know? So just okay. luck, I guess. I hear that, man. And how did you get into the world of Bitcoin? You said you discovered it first when it was a, around one dollar. How yep. did you? How did you come across Bitcoin to begin with? Reddit, Reddit.com. Okay. You know, okay. I used to just read it every day, just out of boredom, being retired and all. And back then, it was real technologically focused. The site's so trash now; I don't really know what they put on the first page anymore. But Reddit really sucks now. It's, it's terrible. Any website that forces you to sign up to see the content is gross, in my opinion. Oh, so do I, they do I, that like, now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you go on a Reddit and you want to see some stuff, they'll let you see some. And then at some point they're like, yeah, you need to use the app or they'll shove that app down your throat. And it's just, it's gross. You're like, stop, you know, find some, <laughs> everyone else is making money on the internet without having to have sign up. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, and what was the point where you said you saw a wired article, which made you take Bitcoin more seriously? What was that article? Well, basically they started using it on the dark net. So this place called the Silk Road, mm-hmm. um, you know, People were buying and selling stuff on there. And one of the, the payment methods, I think it might have been the only payment method, was Bitcoin. And so it's funny that those guys that were selling drugs on the darknet made a lot more money forgetting about their wallet for a year than actually doing all that hard work. <laughs> this, this happens in crypto so much. Like, I don't care what business you're in. Like, I'm a businessman. I've had a lot of businesses. If you take a successful business and compare it to crypto gains, you are better off not ever actually working. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's really weird that there's so much value in replacing the dollar and savings accounts, which is what Hex does. And, you know, the networks they run on, which is what Pulse Chain does. So, like, how many things do you know of that can truly change the relationship between man and government? There's almost nothing. Mm-hmm. If the government couldn't print money out of thin air anymore, they wouldn't be able to put it you know, at war all the time for free out of their, it doesn't cost them anything. They don't have to pass a war tax. So they're constantly at war. So if you want less war in the world, the solution is to make it expensive to go to war because right now war is basically free. I mean, they, this, uh, profitable more like, well, the military industrial complex has been a known entity since world war two, when Dwight Eisenhower, the president at the time, who was also a general, the top tier general, he said, you know, I'm worried about the military industrial complex. These people are using the money of the government to enrich their constituents through military expenditures. And then that money flows back into the elections and it creates a, a negative feedback loop where the more money that goes into the military industrial complex, the more they have influence over the government, the more money goes into the military industrial complex. Like say Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. What on earth did we do good in Afghanistan? What? We, we, what, what do we do? I don't know. Nothing. Not, we I'm created not aware. more people pissed off. We pissed mm-hmm. off more people and a lot of Americans died and a lot of locals died mm-hmm. and it's back to square one or worse. But some people made a lot of money. Some people made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, so cryptocurrency is one of the only things in the world that can make the world a better place. I mean, they're stealing your money when the government prints new money and all the prices of everything. This watch, this watch costs a quarter million dollars. But it's not supposed to. This watch is only about one hundred twenty-five thousand if you could buy it from the factory. Mm-hmm. But everyone's got so much extra money now that you you can't even like when Philip Line, Louis Vuitton come out with new stuff, people just buy it all up and resell it on eBay mm-hmm. because that's how much free extra money there is in the world right now. It's not really supposed to be that way. Like if you're yeah. if you're a college kid and you graduate, when are you going to buy a house? Never. You're never going to buy a house. You can maybe let the bank to buy a house and maybe start paying a loan on that. And people don't understand how that works. I was a licensed mortgage broker. There's a little secret about your loans. You get a house. You're like, hey, I don't want to rent. I don't want to waste money. Oh, you don't want to waste money. You want you, you don't want to rent. You want to buy. Okay, guess what? When you buy, there's something called the amortization schedule. And what it means is that when you pay your mortgage on the first day, the first payment, none of it goes towards the principal. It all goes to interest. So you mm-hmm. get literally no credit whatsoever for that payment. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. It's not a simple interest loan. It's an amortized amortized loan. There's a lot of there's a lot of tricks in this game, man. Someone has to tell them to you or you'll get you'll get stuffed up. Yeah, most definitely, man. For people who are, are skeptical of Bitcoin and the crypto world in general, what do you think are the most valid criticisms of it? Or what do you think are the greatest threats to that ecosystem and that potential future? Oh, sure. I mean, so 
I'll give you a short bull case and I'll give you a short bear case. Like I'll give you some pros and some cons. So pros are, okay, let's take Hex. Everybody thinks Hex is a scam, right? Here we go. If you thought Hex was a scam, you could have sold it on the first time it doubled, the second time it doubled, the third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, eighth time, ninth time, tenth time, eleventh time, twelfth time, or thirteenth time it doubled in two years. Mm -hmm. Even if it was a scam, even if it was the worst thing in the world, you could have sold it on a double thirteen times so far. Now, that sounds like a lot. Hex is up 8,000x. Guess how much X Bitcoin is up? 6.5 million X from a penny. Mm-hmm. If you if you try, <laughs> it's the highest performing asset class that's ever existed in the history of the world. Yeah. You are better off figuring this out than doing anything else you're doing in your entire life in regards to money. Because mm. you could make more money with this than anything else you've ever dreamt of in the history of, of society. Like people talk about the tulip bubble. Bitcoin went higher than that. Mm-hmm. And here's something about the tulip bubble. Did it come back? No. How many times has Bitcoin crashed? 85%. Three or four times? Multiple times. Keeps coming back and making new all-time highs. Mm. That doesn't sound like any bubble I've heard of. That sounds like a world-changing innovation that just oscillates and keeps landing higher than it previously was. So even if it was the biggest scam in the world, which it's not. So so where does the government's money come from? They print it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Where, does, where does Bitcoin come from? They print it out of thin air. Where does Hex come from? Printed out of thin air. Where does your where does your yield come from an Apple stock selling it to the next guy? Wait a second. Hold on. They sell phones. Oh, yeah. Let's track that money real quick. You buy an iPhone. Apple company gets the money. Show me how that money gets to the shareholders. There's only two ways. Stock buybacks, which requires you to sell your stock or mm-hmm. dividends. And what percentage of those gains people are showing in stocks is dividends? This much. It's all the next guy buying. Yep. So your yield in the stock market is from them printing money and inflation and that money's got to go somewhere. Your yield in the bank is the same way. Remember how I told you it was some tricks no one's going to tell you about? Mm-hmm. Here's another trick. When you put your money in the bank, they don't lend it. Everybody thinks they lend it and that's where the interest comes from. Nope, that's not how it works. When you put your money in the bank, it sits there as a reserve and then they go get leveraged up and get 10 times that money from the government for free and they lend that money out. And then they make 10 times as much interest as they would have made lending your little bit of money out. So when you give your money to the bank, it's not an asset, it's a liability to them. They owe it to you. So th- so where does your yield come from in a bank? Inflated money, the government gave them for free. It's all inflation. Mm. So, it, so cryptocurrency and hex in particular allows you to become the bank, you to become the Fed, you mint your own rewards just like a Bitcoin miner does, but you don't have to destroy the environment to do it. Bitcoin destroys the environment a fair bit. Mm. Now look, maybe 80% of it's renewable, but 20% of it's not. And the amount of energy that is used to protect that network is proportional to the value of the network. So it destroys the environment a lot. So you're acting for pros and cons. Here are some cons. The more valuable Bitcoin becomes, the more of the environment it will destroy. Period. Period. And what if you could do the same things Bitcoin does and get a consensus network that you can know what is true? That's what proof of stake does. Pulsechain.com removes that proof of work component and allows you to have a valid consensus network to build things on and you don't got to destroy the environment anymore. It's also the world's biggest airdrop. If anybody that's got Ethereum coins is going to get a free copy of all of their coins on the Pulse chain. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of free coins and a lot of free pairs. There's going to be a lot of websites that got a lot of work to do listing 10,000 new pairs and 10,000 new prices. It's, mm-hmm. it's world changing, really world changing. I hear that. So, so other so, things is the closed system. Some people buy the top, they sell the bottom, they lose money. A lot of scams in crypto. You, mm-hmm. you buy the wrong coin, goes to zero, stays to zero forever. There's uh, a lot of people lying. Somebody, some guy said, oh, Amazon's partnering up with Litecoin. They're going to accept, uh, Amazon's going to accept Litecoin. Lie, scam, pump and dump. This is so many things that aren't true in the space. So there's a ton of scams, ton of scams. And, you know, unless, unless you're working with something that's got to track history, you know who the founders are, you know what their morals and ethics are like, you know, you can lose money in crypto. It's not, yeah. it's not just a free ride. Most definitely. So th- this podcast, of course, is called Real Talk with Zuby. So we need to address some of the some of the controversy and some of the criticisms because I've had people say, Zuby, don't get Richard on the podcast. Richard is a scammer. Hex is oh, a scam. God. So on and so it's forth. Hilarious. In fact, I'm sure there's people commenting that in, in yep. the chat right now I as bet. we speak. I so bet. what is so number one, why are people saying that? And number two, what so, is your response to that? So if you if you say is Bill Gates a good guy on the internet, people are going to tell you he wants to put a microchip in you. If you say is 5G good, people tell you 5G gives you COVID. If you say uh, 
basically on the internet, if they know you exist, they hate you. If you if you upload a video to YouTube of a puppy running in a field, five percent will dislike it. I don't know why. It's a hateful, hateful, hateful place. So if the internet can detect that you exist, they hate you. And if you come with a quarter million dollar Rolex and brag about it, they really hate you. And if you just post up a collection of expensive crap behind you for no particular reason, before the show, I threw all this stuff back here and be like, look how rich I am. They really hate you. So if, if now, if you're in crypto, bunch of scams in crypto, they hate you. If you, uh, if you, if you had anything to do with spam ever, they hate you, right? So I was like one of the first people in the world to get sued for spam. I got sued for $500 in civil court. And you can't get a lawyer to defend you. You have to fly there to defend yourself. Oh, so you're going to lose. You're going to default judgment because it costs you more than $500 to fly there and go, hey, I'm innocent. Well, guilty as charged, $500 civil lawsuit. Now, has anyone in the entire world, the entire world ever said a bad thing about me that did business with me? Everybody that ever bought any car store equipment got a wonderful deal. Anybody that ever got a mortgage got a wonderful deal. Anyone that ever listened to my price calls got a wonderful deal. I called the $20,000 Christmas in 2018 from three or 4,000. I called the top. I called the top on the day of the $65,000 top. On the day, on the day. I said that the fractal of last cycle was 27 days later, Ethereum would die. Exactly 27 later, later 27 days later, Ethereum died. For free, I give this. I just raised $27 million for charity. Is anyone else in crypto ever raised $27 million for charity ever in history? No, it's just me. I have a self-help YouTube channel, self-help books, raised $27 million for charity. I can't be a better human being. I'm absolutely winning the game on any single level possible. And there's not a single human being in this planet can say I ever did anything bad to them. Like scammed who? Who? When you scam someone on the internet, you know what they do? They yell very loudly and they say, I'm this guy and this happened to me. It's empty. There's nobody. There's no names. There's nothing. So it's a bunch of very hateful people saying very mean things to the best human being in crypto. I, Richard Hart, am the best person in cryptocurrency, measurably, objectively. I also founded the highest performing asset in the entire space. This has 100% uptime. Does Coinbase have 100% uptime? No. Does, does Bit, uh, what is it? Let's talk about some people that went to jail. Arthur Hayes, BitMEX, founders, jail. Uh, OKX, founders, jail, paused payouts for a month and a half. Now that he was just, I don't know, being interrogated or something. Like they didn't actually finish locking him up. Rug pulls everywhere. Crypto's going to zero everywhere. Exploits everywhere. Network's going down everywhere. They just turned Solana off. They just literally turned it off. Sometimes IOTA, they just turn it off. Some guy decides to turn it off and hit a button. What is this joke like? My stuff has 100% uptime always. Truly decentralized. No counterparty risk. No middleman. The SEC is screwing up Coinbase now. They say, hey, Coinbase, you want to start offering interest-bearing accounts? That sounds like a security. It's real simple. What's the security? You put your money into a common pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others. Well, that sure sounds like what Coinbase is offering. Now, in Hex, who pays you your interest? You pay you your interest. You mint it out of thin air, just like Bitcoin Miner does. So we solve all of these problems, and people still do this. They're talking. They talk, 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 talk. It's crazy. I've crushed so many haters in a row destroyed them over and over and over again. People are afraid to even stub. People are afraid to even face me because they get crushed. So this anybody that still has the balls to try and say something about me being a scammer while I'm literally the best human being in this space, they, they're just not measuring reality, man. The reality is I'm amazing and what I built is amazing. <laughs> True. That's, hey, uh... I'm fat, I'm old, <laughs> I'm funny, and I'm rich, and I build good stuff. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So for individuals who are there, so what has, so what, what, what is it specifically that's, that's caused this level of, this level of blowback? I mean, is there any credibility to it at all? Because look, I, I was like, I, I said, before we, before we jumped on this podcast, I've had Mm -hmm. people being like, you know, Zuby don't get Richard on. Richard is this, Richard is that, whatever. My program is called Real Talk with Zuby. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go just on hearsay. And I've had there's a lot of people who people haven't wanted me to talk to. They've said, don't talk to this person, don't talk to that person. One of my principles <laughs> is freedom of speech, talking to people and finding out what people are really about. So I intentionally didn't want to go and do like go go all trawling through the internet for hours and hours and see what everyone is saying about this Richard Hart guy. Well, I I'm linked, like, Let me I have linked him on to the stuff people say. Okay. Yeah, I linked to the stuff. Here, here's the things I say, right? I got robbed in Panama. Yep. So you know what people say? People say I was doing crime in Panama. What? It's the opposite. I got robbed. 
I, I raised money for the Sense Foundation. It was called the Methuselah Foundation. It was the mprize.org, like try and make older mouse and, and you get like a prize, part of like a million or two million back then. I volunteered and shot the video, volunteered for charity. People post that video and go, look, he was selling longevity scams. What? It's, it's a literal charity. There's no way I could possibly get any money. I just gave my time to shoot the video for the place. And so it, it's crazy to me that because I got sued for $500, or I supported a charity that now somehow like I'm evil. I don't I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like I just I had 150 employees at a big company. We did a lot of sales. Where's all the complaints? You know how many customers we had? We were doing 1,500 different customers a day. Where's the complaints? This doesn't make any sense to me, man. Like I get the world is not fair to me on the internet. Is really not. Now I call out scammers more than these people do. All these little loser little baby boys that think they're fighting scams. How many of them stood up to fake Satoshi on stage and said, hey, why are you pretending to be Satoshi? I did that. I call out fake Satoshi in person live. I promote truth and, and get people to stop gambling, stop doing drugs, stop doing all the bad things they're doing. Who else is doing that? Everybody on YouTube promotes margin trading. That's where they make all their commission. That's where they make all their money. They want you to click their link and lose all your money trading and get in and out, get in and out, get in and out, get chopped by fees. Get what the you know the opposite of that, the opposite of that of hacks is where you get paid to hold your money, and no, now who doesn't make money anymore? The margin trading houses don't make money anymore. The YouTubers don't make any money anymore. So you got to follow the money. Every single person in crypto wants your money. They want your money, and how are they going to get it? The majority by getting you to click some link and get margin trading. You go on CoinMarketCap.com. Who, by the way, some hexagon sued for lying about our market cap. It's real simple. Market cap's real simple. Circulating supply times price. Mm-hmm. Our price has gone up 8,000 fold, yet we're just sitting on rank 201 forever. Ain't that funny? They're literally lying and causing harm to people. And so we're supposed to be in, we're supposed to be in crypto for decentralization and personal power and personal sovereignty, and we still have to deal with these gatekeeping scum. So CoinMarketCap is gatekeeping scum. They're controlling what you get to see and lying about things because they're not ranking by market cap, are they? Because our price goes up and down and the market cap never changes. It's disgusting. And why do they want you to click their site? Why did Binance pay $800 million for CoinMarketCap? Hmm, Binance is an exchange. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a little bit of a conflict of interest? So even before Binance bought them, CoinMarketCap makes money by you clicking on links, clicking on little banner ads. And what do you think is advertising on those banner ads? Good, wholesome things that are going to have good experience for you? No, scams and margin trading. So all the YouTubers, all the coin ranking sites, they want you to click links to get scammed and lose your money. And this is the same with YouTube too. If you don't tell YouTube to stop advertising on your site, which I do, I got a YouTube channel, Richard Hart on YouTube. I click, don't show ads on my site. Why? Because if you show ads on your site, guess what your users are gonna be victimized? Binary options or scam A or scam B or scam C. So I do more to fight scams and these little crybabies saying lies about me. This blows my mind, Blake. It's just mm-hmm. it's crazy to me. I call it. People are losing a lot of money in crypto, man. A lot. Oh, for sure. And I'm trying for to sure. save them. Yeah, no, for, for, for sure. I mean, this is why I'm trying to kind of untangle this web right here because yeah. crypto is a weird space because the word scam gets thrown out a lot. The word if scam gets- If you bought gets, it, it's a world-changing innovation. If you didn't buy it, it's a scam. I'm telling you, that's what uh, everybody's I, thing I, is, look, man. I, I, I noticed this, right? Because, I mean, of course, you know, you've got people who are- super ultra Bitcoin maximalists as well. And they consider everything from Ethereum downward, any crypto that's not Bitcoin, they will say is a scam. And then you've got people who have their favorite altcoins and they'll call other ones scams. The word scam, kind of, honestly, at this point, I don't really, I know what the word traditionally means, but when it comes to the crypto world, I feel like it's been thrown around so much that it's experienced this label inflation and you have this kind of boy who cried wolf situation where it actually becomes hard to navigate because something, I mean, something can be high risk and not be a scam. Uh, I can help you, you can, with this nuance. Okay. I've got, okay, sure. I'm an expert on this stuff. How do you see it? So it's like this. People call uh, cryptocurrency a pyramid scheme. And you're like, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. A pyramid scheme requires levels. This guy gets in, and then this guy gets some of that guy, and this guy gets some of this, and then everybody gets a little bit of somebody else. There's a pyramid. There's levels. Where's the levels of Bitcoin? You buy it or you don't. Mm-hmm. The price goes up or it doesn't. Is there, are you getting paid a referral commission by getting other people in? No. 
So cryptocurrency in general, Bitcoin, Hex, Pulse, not pyramid scams. There's no pyramid. People to call it that are stupid. So what else do they call them? MLM. Nope. For the same reason. Okay. Is it a Ponzi? Nope. It's not. Why? Well, it's real simple. We know what a Ponzi is. Ponzi is you say that there's a profitable business. You say that if people put money in, they're going to get a part of the profit, but there isn't a profitable business. All there is is stealing from the deposits of the new guys to pay out the old guys. And then it fails when there's not enough money left to pay the scammers and the payments to the people they owe. And so it fails because it has debts it can't pay and it's based on fraud and lies. Is Hex or Pulse or Bitcoin or Ethereum based on fraud and lies? Not really. Now, with Bitcoin, they said it was going to be peer-to-peer -peer digital cash. It's not. They said it was going to be programmable money. It's not. Those were lies, but they didn't know they were lies at the time. They tried. When, when, when you say it's not peer-to-peer -peer digital cash, what do you mean by that? There's nothing priced to Bitcoin. There's less retailers that accept it now than three years ago. Retail adoption is nothing. If you have Bitcoin, you can't buy anything with it except dollars, and then you can go use your dollars. Okay, so you're, you're, so you're talking about online retailers. I mean, you can buy you can buy services and products off people with Bitcoin for sure. Bro, yeah. I, I sell. I sold. I've sold. I've sold plenty of things in Bitcoin. Yeah, and what yeah, what are the fees that your customers paying to send you that Bitcoin? Less than they are with uh, something like PayPal for sure. I don't believe that, man. Well, you don't believe? Oh, no, checking oh, you on the other side. Oh, dude, pay, PayPal PayPal fees are like eight nine percent. <laughs> I don't understand how anyone can survive. Pay, PayPal, that, PayPal okay. fees are like eight or nine percent, and bank fees are also. I mean, bank fees and things like Western Union can be as high as ten, maybe even fifteen percent. Man, you you need to get your billing right because when I was banging everybody's credit card like a man man doing retail, I was paying two point two percent on mail order telephone order MOTO, and if I got a swipe on the card, I was paying one point four nine percent, and this was in yeah. two thousand. 2002. Yeah, I mean, if you if you trade, especially so, especially overseas, PayPal literally is like eight nine percent. That's like standard, and obviously PayPal is like the best known. Why don't you just take Visa and get a merchant account? Like, get straight. Yeah, no, that that, that yeah, that that's an option. I, I've got I've got various ways that I can receive payments. Because I'm telling I'm you, there's a world of there's a world of commerce out there, mm -hmm. and they're paying one point five to two percent. Everybody. Sure. Mm. Now, look, I don't think the world should have a one point five to two percent tax on it. So I, I you know, like I think. I'm telling you that the vast majority of the world is not paying eight or nine percent to move their money around. They're not. And if you send a wire transfer, it's not percentage based. It's just flat rate. Yeah, so with like, a wire transfer, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So like Bitcoin, if you want to think Bitcoin is peer to peer cash, but when you go out into the street, absolutely nobody has a wallet installed. It's a little bit, you know. When, when you go to dinner, how many people are splitting that bill with Bitcoin? Nobody. Yeah, it's not I, happening. I think, it costs too much. Okay. Anyway, it just so, costs okay. too much. Yeah, my point was the the my pushback was on the notion of saying that Bitcoin is peer to peer cash is a scam. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that statement. Oh no, they're not. That's no no no. So okay. my my position is that it went up in price six point five million x. You don't got to lie about it. It's already yeah. good enough. You don't got to say it's programmable. Oh, it's programmable. Tell, tell it to wake you up in the morning. It can't <laughs> even wake you up in the morning, bro. You can't program it to do anything. Put a stable coin on it. No. Nope. Put another token on it. They tried that. They had to leave the system. USDT used to only trade on Omni, which used to trade only on Bitcoin. They had to leave and make it an ERC-20 and put it on Ethereum. And as far as like prices go, let's say, let's say Bitcoin transactions were free. They're mm -hmm. not. They're a few dollars each. And sometimes they're $20 or $30 each. And they take forever. Bro, Bitcoin transactions take forever. Like I've waited hours for transaction to go through. Hours. Mm -hmm. To get one confirmation let alone the six you're supposed to wait for. Yeah, that can happen for sure. Huh, dude, yeah, it's a, a Poisson distribution. So like, if you if you have something that went up a price, 6.5 million X, you don't have to make up stuff like, oh, you know, it's going to be peer to peer digital cash because even if it was free, which it's not, it's really expensive. You can only do 300,000 300, transactions a day, maybe mm -hmm. 500,000 transactions a day, depending on how, how many outputs are being spent, which is how big the transaction is. That is not a lot of transactions, man. Bitcoin does about 10 transactions per second, mm -hmm. max in an ideal situation. You cannot put a single popular video game's currency on that. You, you can't put Clash of Clans currency on Bitcoin. It can't. The network literally can't handle it. So it can't be it can't be peer to peer digital cash yet mm -hmm. because it's just not enough throughput, even if the fees were affordable, which they're not. So I, I believe that you should be very honest about things. So, for instance, why is the currency I design more honest and more truthful than those ones.
You go on Bitcoin.com. Does it tell you that it drops 85% every once in a while? No, it doesn't. But if you go to Hex.com, it tells you, yeah, price drops 85% every once in a while. It's more honest. It's more truthful. Why not be truthful, right? Does it say that sometimes it goes to zero and it can go to zero? No, they hide all that stuff. They say it's volatile. Well, saying it's volatile doesn't really tell someone this can go to zero and stay there. Mm-hmm. So I just I just do everything better and tell the truth. And then people out there, I don't know, they just don't listen. They don't listen. <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I, by the way, I think this is the, the I think that we have. So here's what people only care about price. They talk about, oh, I'm in it for technology. No, no, no. No one's in this technology. We're all here to get rich. So price goes up and it makes taller and taller candles in shorter and shorter time frame. It makes a parabola. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you fall out of the parabola? Traditionally, technical analysis will tell you that when you fall out of a parabola, you don't have the fuel to keep running up higher numbers anymore. You drop 85% of the move. But in Bitcoin, it drops more. It drops 85% of the total. Mm-hmm. And so Bitcoin went from when I bought it, 30, down to 2 up to 1300 down to 266 up to 20,000 down to 3000 up to 14 down to 3800 up to 65,000 down to 30 went to 50 which is the lower high this is so you have a blow off top you did 65k on a buy the rumor sell the news event which was the coinbase public listing similar to the 2017 CME futures launch that's how I knew to call the top on the day which I called everyone else is telling you about million dollar bitcoin I called the top on the day and it dropped 55% down to 30,000. I was right. Everyone else was wrong as usual. Now we're getting the lower high, which is the bull trap. So everyone thinks it's a return to normal, the lower high, the bull trap. We're going to the moon, million dollar Bitcoin, but it just can't seem to make a new all time high. And it's been months. It's been months. You fell out of the parabola. And my opinion is we'll make new lows. And if we drop 85% from 65K, it puts us back at 10K. So I think we'll see 10K again. And if Bitcoin wants to prove me wrong and start doing something different and not drop 85% after a blow off top, I'm fine with that. I'll make more money that way. Mm -hmm. So go ahead make a new all-time high. Let's go. But I don't think it's going to. I think a lot of people that bought the top are going to have the opportunity to lock their losses in and sell the bottom. And it usually takes about a year to do that. So cyclically, Bitcoin runs up for three years, dies for a year. Runs up for three years, dies for a year. It's like people don't notice or something. Just look at a chart. It's been three years. We ran up. We ran up for three years. Okay, it's time to go down again. It's simple. Interesting. <clears throat> okay, so you, so you think we've we've already reached the top? You think we've already yeah. reached the top this year? Yeah. Hey, the world's richest guy bought. Mm. He's in. Yeah. You got him. You got him. <laughs> who, who, you got any other world's richest guys to go get in after him? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know. you need Bill Gates. this is a closed system. <laughs> yeah, Bill Gates hates crypto. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, that's the nice thing. I see people getting into longevity now. I supported longevity tech a decade ago, 15 years ago, when I started volunteering for that type of medical research. Now, Jeff Bezos is starting to fund it. I just seen that news last week. Now, Brian Armstrong from Coinbase is tweeting about it today. So I'm glad everyone else can hop on my D and start promoting the things I've been promoting for 15 years. I'm now they're starting to figure it out. Just like I was promoting Bitcoin and owned a huge portion of Bitcoin back when Michael Saylor was calling it a scam. Mm -hmm. In 2013, Michael Saylor said that Bitcoin was going to die like online gaming. And he left the tweet up. He didn't even delete it. That tweet's still sitting there. Oh, I haven't seen that one. While I owned Bitcoin, massive amounts of Bitcoin, he was saying it was the worst thing in the world. But then he comes 10 years later, doop, 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 10 years later, hey, guys, I'm here to fix everything. Nah, you're buying my bags 10 years later, silly boy. Just like you're now getting into longevity tech after I've been in it 10, 15 years already. Like, it's just hilarious to me. So richardhart.com, if you want to see me brag about everything I get right. <laughs> Soon I'm going to put my $2 million of watches on there and my Ferrari and well, some other vehicles I won't tell you about yet, but some good stuff. I'm just going to stunt, man. I got, I got more money than I had to spend. And I've, I've been retired for like 15 years now, but people don't respect. I still only got 100,000 followers. What's this? I'm rumored to be a billionaire, but I only got 100,000 followers. Fine. I'll stunt. I'll flex. I'll just blow money. This, is that what people want? I'll do it. What's the mission? Why not? Why not do something? I know you've you've said you've raised money for charity before. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the motivation there? Well, do you like staying alive? Do you like life? Life is someone good. has to build the technology to save you because you're mm-hmm. dying as we sit here. You're not going to last much longer. My grandparents are all dead. My dog died. They're dying they're all around me. Yeah, but it ain't got to be that way. So like you could be you could live as long as a jellyfish or an oyster or a clam or a, a tree. There's a lot of things that live longer 
So you could have a health, a longer health span, but why don't you have a longer health span? Because everybody's working on stuff that don't matter. I just drove an F1 race car a couple of days ago. They put a lot of money into F1 racing. Mm-hmm. Why? No particularly good reason. We put money into every single thing that doesn't matter. But the only thing that does matter, actually saving our loved ones, healing other human beings, it gets underfunded. It's crazy to me. Elon Musk, he wants to go play around in space. Hey, homie, there's nothing up there, man. You can't even breathe up there. There's not a single good thing up there, man. All the stuff that matters is right here on this little pale blue dot. So focus on this stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you not only can get rich saving your own life, you can get rich saving everyone else's life. And that's the problem is like, if you can't get rich doing it, it ain't going to take off, man. So if you want medical research to do well, people got to be able to get rich doing it. Mm Because if you, in one hand, you get donations. And in the other hand, you get venture capital. The venture capital fills up a lot faster. And this one don't fill up because people have self-interest and they should have self-interest. That's why you got door locks on your house. Because you don't care about everyone the same. See, Bill Gates thinks everyone's life is the same value. It's not. I don't think he's absolutely it. not. Well, that's what he says, and it's how okay. he invests. All right. He, he thinks everybody's life is this like. Well, I mean, if you look at how he funds research, he's funding a lot of stuff that's going to help people that ain't going to help me. So, if you're doing clean water in Africa, it's beautiful. It's very efficient. It's effective altruism. If you want to help the most number of people, the least amount of money, mosquito nets and water, big winners. But my grandparents are dead. And my dog is dead. And then mosquito nets and that water didn't help the people that I love stay alive. So it would be nice if something out there was trying to help the people that I care most about in the world. It would be nice because George Soros and Bill Gates, they're hitting that hard. They're hitting it hard. But the stuff that might help people like me or my family, they're not hitting it so hard, man. Even Mm -hmm. even Elon Musk doesn't. Elon Musk and Bill Gates have both said publicly they don't like stuff that lets you live longer. Medical research that lets you live longer. They've publicly said they don't like it. That's disgusting to me. So I got to die earlier because you're not creative enough to think like, what would the world be like if Alexander Graham Bell and Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein were still alive and kicking ass right now? We would have a better world. We would have a much better world. But these people aren't working on the technology to help make that happen. So now I got to fall apart and die. And, you know what? I'm 40 now. So Mm -hmm. in the next, what, 30 years, I'm just garbage. That's it, boys. It took 20 to get up to speed. And then 70, I'm out. So I got like a window of 50 to try and like live an okay life. Meanwhile, the Galapagos tortoise is just sitting there like, damn, these homies don't know how to eat right. Like, (laughs) the thing is chilling. Like, people come and go, and the tortoise is like, yeah, I'm still doing my thing. It's stupid, man. Like, we're just meat machines. Let's fix the meat machines so that we can have better sex, better everything. Like, if you get med tech right, you don't just live longer. You live healthier, stronger, better looking. Everything's better, man. The side effects to, to longevity tech are that every single thing is better. And if you look at all the other technologies, they just put band-aids on everything sucking later on in life. So when you say this longevity tech, what specifically are you talking about? Well, if, if you cure cancer, people only live three years longer. If you cure heart disease, people only live three years longer. Why? Because those are symptoms of a decaying system. Mm-hmm. If you cure those particular pathologies, you just get a different symptom and die from that thing instead. So the decaying system causes stroke, Alzheimer's, heart attack cancer it causes all those things so for instance sen's idea was called senolytics where you go into the cell and you get rid of all the crap that's not supposed to be there because your cell has a garbage uh, a garbage collection agency in there that picks up the garbage and gets rid of it it's called the lysosome mm-hmm. your lysosome can only get rid of the things it's got enzymes to break down and there's some stuff that gets in there like seven keto cholesterol that it does not have the enzymes to break down and over time just keeps accumulating and bloating and then your cells can't function right anymore because there's too much crap inside them. There's only seven reasons why you age. Junk inside your cells, junk outside your cells. So arteriosclerosis, heart attacks, plaque, that's outside your cells. Junk inside your cells is that type of thing I was just telling you about. Mm-hmm. Too many cells is cancer. Too few cells is brain cell death. Uh, our AGEs, advanced glycation enzymes, they cause hardening. So your lungs have less capacity. Your heart has less capacity. They can't flex as much as they need to. Mm-hmm. And then you've got mutations in your mitochondrial DNA. And mutations in nuclear DNA, you actually have two kinds of DNA. One comes only from your mom, usually 99.9%. Some -hmm. people have a weird chimera thing, chimera thing. So these same seven reasons why you age, they haven't changed in 60, 70 years. They really are the only seven reasons why you age. And so one of the ones that's passing clinical trials now is the senolytics one. You give the senolytic agent to a mouse, gray, old looking mouse, 
turns young looking. Hair color comes back, starts being younger. Mm-hmm. So a, a youth pill, it's a terrible tragedy that the best of us die at their most effective age. They, are, they took so long to get to the top of their field, and then they just melt and die. Mm. It sucks. I mean, if these people could stay alive a couple extra years to kick a little bit more ass, it'd be a beautiful thing. It's an interesting perspective. It's an interesting perspective. I've, I'm, I'm, I've always been very skeptical about um, certainly people who uh, are trying to push for people to be immortal. But even you're not going to be immortal. No, you're still going to die at 600 by accident statistically. Yeah. So you're still going to die. You, yeah. you're, you're still going to die. And the heat death of the universe will get you either way. Mm-hmm. And the sun will expand to consume all the solar system. Like there, there's extinction level events. By the way, you care about you care about animals. You like animals. Yeah, not as much as humans, but yeah. I'm getting that yes momentum question going. See, that's an easy yes right there. It's the sales. <laughs> so if you like animals, every once in a while, an asteroid comes and kills all of them, every mm-hmm. single one of them. So 99.9% of every creature that's ever existed is permanently extinct. So if you like animals and you want to save the animals and save the planet, you need the humans to do well because we need to catch those asteroids and shift them off of their course a little bit so they miss Earth or mm-hmm. everything is going to get extincted again. So I'm a big proponent of the humans, because if we die, not only does everything else die, but the concept of importance dies with us as well. Mm-hmm. Only we generated the idea that something is important. Without, without us, there's no such thing as importance. It's an interesting point. So with this longevity technology, how, well, firstly, what sort of uh, life lengthening do you think could be? possible what do you think is medically and scientifically possible with the right tech if you can gain one year of health every year you reach longevity escape velocity and you will no longer die from age you'll die from accidents or you just getting bored and killing yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. or your neighbor getting bored of you and killing you for yourself or whatever like it's still going to be uh pretty hard to to stick around like people think oh well uh dictators will live forever nope Really dangerous job. They die all the time, and it's not usually from age. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there'll be overcrowding. Nope. World's mostly empty. Go look. Go get an airplane. Look out the window. Empty. People choose to stack on top of each other because the restaurants are better. That's it. There's nothing forcing everybody to be on top of each other. World's mostly empty. Oh, we'll run out of food. Nope. Eat bugs. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Go to space. Colonize other planets. You know how much energy and matter there is in this universe? But who do you think it's for? Who do you think all that stuff's for? All that matter and energy out there. If you if you if you're religious and you don't think it's okay to kill yourself, you don't think it's okay to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been given the tools to heal yourself and your fellow man. And if you choose not to use those tools, isn't that suicide? You you think you found like easy way out to get a real dangerous job? You know, I'm not killing myself, but I just play Russian roulette every weekend. You know, so like it's you know like if if you are given the tools to save your own life and you don't use them. You are killing yourself. That's what's up. And we have these tools here and nobody's using them. And look, as a fat guy, I'm not really the right guy to be selling. <laughs> That's why yeah, I need the pill, man, because I can't diet. <laughs> the cake looks too good. I need yeah, the man. Everybody can diet, man. Everybody can diet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No doubt, man. That That's interesting, man. It's it's uh, Occasionally, I do, I do podcasts where like I get a, how would I put it? You know, like just Paradigm stuff. Shit. Yeah, well, well, it's just so many new novel ideas. I, I talk to so many, so many people. So it's really interesting when someone just has like a totally different kind of out there perspective on something that I haven't. There's a lot of things I think about a lot. And then there's some things that I don't. So you've kind of forced me to think about a lot of things that you might like just my book. aren't really on it's my free. radar. So it's so it's it's interesting. What's the name of the book? Sci-Vive, you can download it for free. It's not printed, okay. so just go to t.me forward slash Sci-Vive and, and download it. Sci-Vive? Yeah, like how to survive through science. But here's gotcha. the thing, like, it's gotcha. not really about surviving, it's about thriving. Okay. It's like, here's how you can dress. Here's how you can find love in your life. Here's how you can get rich. Here's why your butt has hair on it. Here's why your girl's <laughs> mad at you when she's on her period. You want to hear that one? I'm really proud of the ideas I generated from scratch, right? Okay. If you're if you're a thousand years ago and you're a girl and you get pregnant, mm-hmm. good luck chasing an animal down to let it you know let you kill it and eat it. Mm-hmm. Good luck, good luck walking around when you're pregnant, man. Mobility is wrecked. You're not you're not getting around. So you need a man to take care of you. You really do. If a thousand mm-hmm. years ago you're a girl, you get pregnant, you need a man to get take care of you. 
Now, what if you chose the wrong man and he don't take care of you? You die. Mm -hmm. That pregnancy kills you. You're dead. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it be smart to make sure that you had the right man? Now, how do you know you got the right man? You stress test him. How often do you stress test him? Once a month. And if he can handle that torture, he might be the guy that's likely to handle the next torture. And so it's just like stress testing the financial system, stress testing banks, that monthly torture of you. And that's why they don't let up until they can tell you're bothered. You try to play it cool, you try to play it cool. You're like, no, nah, I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm not going to let this bother me. That, that makes them angry because they need to see that you're bothered. <laughs> they, they need to see that you are very angry, but still there. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So it's an effective strategy. Evolutionary psychology is the principle that your body has evolved to fulfill certain goals. Your psychology has also evolved to fulfill certain goals, which is why creatures that have ne never met each other have the same strategies. So, for mm -hmm. instance, if a dog gives birth to a baby, that baby dog don't come out and start immediately trying to kill and eat mom. No, they have morals. They have ethics. So evolved social behavior is present in all types of of animal systems, you know, knowing kin versus not kin, mm. knowing, you know, family relationships, operating a pack, mm -hmm. operating in a school, flying in formation. So many things have evolved mentally, intellectually, that aren't just your physicality. And so when you realize that your emotions are evolved behaviors to fulfill certain goals, then you can start to play the game better. Then you're like, okay, I honor the intention. I know why fear exists. I know why fear of public speaking exists. I know why these things exist. I honor the intention. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just going to find a way to fulfill those intentions in a better way. You know, so I hear that. Like, once you realize that your, your feelings that you feel have a system above them that's trying to get things fulfilled, like, like women choose for power and guys choose for looks. Why? Because women are half as strong, literally. So if a woman doesn't train, she lifts half the weight a man does. If a woman does train, peak performance athlete, she lifts half the weight a man does. The ratio literally stays the same. Mm. And so women gain their strength by being attractive. So if you go into a woman's closet or into a woman's bathroom, you're going to see a million things to make women attractive. Face paint. You got any face paint on? You want to know how many women are wearing face not paint a, today? Not at the moment. Uh, a over a billion. Yeah. And, and why? To get us to get our power. So mm -hmm. they get our power by being more attractive, right? Yeah. So, so the best advice if you want to do well with the opposite sex is to be attractive. And there you go. There we go, man. <laughs> what is it that keeps you motivated, man? What is it um, Glory. at this point? Glory. Okay. Glory. Explain. I'm significance driven, man. Mm. So I want to be the best if I can be it. And there are some things I can be the best at. Okay. So I want to have the best performing asset that's ever existed in the history of mankind. I want to have the best performing cryptocurrency that's ever existed in the history of mankind. You know, I want to be the best person that I can be. I would love to cure a lot of diseases. You know, I, for me, I'm not afraid of death. When you're dead, you don't notice you're dead. You're out of the game. It don't matter. Like once you're dead, you're out. But before that moment, I'm going to put up the fight. I'm going to fight while I can still stand on my feet instead of laying down and dying with a whimper instead of a bang. I'm not dying with a whimper. I'm going to push hard and do the best that I can because I don't fear death, but I do fear not doing the best I can. Mm. I do fear that. And so I don't care what time it is, where in the world it is. Dude with high follower account wants to do an interview. We're doing an interview and talk about whatever you want. Always set the alarm, wake up, you know, because I care, man. Like mm. for me, I just want to do the best I can do. And it's okay. really, that's really it. That's enough for me because I've been yeah, retired, man. what, 15 years, you know, like I, I literally can't spend all the money I've had, and it's been that way for a long time. So I hear that, no doubt, man. Well, well, that that's powerful, man. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad that we were able to address some of the some of the questions and some of the criticism and this and that. I'm sure there's still going to be more backlash to come. Anyone who wants to come after me for having Richard Hart on the podcast, that's all good. It's all appreciated. I'm used to receiving backlash for anything I say <laughs> or do. It's all good. That's I think how the Trump world became needs president. Did people think that they're doing me harm, like talk is smack. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, did you buy the coin? No. Well, then you can't sell it and hurt the price. So all you can yeah. do is introduce new people to it. So go tell everybody how horrible it is. Go tell everyone how terrible I am. Look what that did. <laughs> That's People demonize me and demonize Hex and advertise it in ways I couldn't pay them to do. I couldn't yeah. pay them to advertise it. So let me give you an example. Economist magazine. Okay. 
Economist magazine had hex ads in it. Doesn't have hex ads anymore. Mm-hmm. But why should they need to get paid to talk about it? Shouldn't they be talking about it for free? Isn't it an interesting economic invention? There has never in the history of mankind been people locking up so many millions of dollars for 15 years at a time. It's never happened before. If you buy a mortgage, you can sell your house. You don't get locked up for 15 years. If mm-hmm. you buy a treasury bill or a bond, you're not locked in for 15 years. You can sell it whenever you want. Hex is the first time in the world that the time value of money has been weaponized to create an amazing asset. And we just copy the parameters from the bank. You lock mm-hmm. up your money in the bank, they give you 20% more interest per year. You lock up your money in Hex, you get 20% more interest per year. But in reality, it's a lot more than that historically, because mm-hmm. even though you're getting like average 40% APY, if you're an average lent staker, which is 5.8 years currently, um, you know, if you're less long than that, you get maybe 15, 16% APY, depending, right? Mm-hmm. But the USD appreciation is up 8,000x. So 8,000x times your interest. So, so when I say the price is up 8,000x, that's if you didn't stake. If you staked, you're up 16,000x, 10,000x, 14,000x. It's insane. Like, and, and when you think, oh, this can't be real, Bitcoin's up 6.5 million X. Yep. That's how real it is. It's just, it's just a better Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin with a proof of work chain. Bitcoin pays people inflation to destroy the environment. Hex pays people inflation to protect the price. It's just a proof of weight instead of proof of work. I hear that. Okay. Well, everyone who's listened, you can form your own opinions. You've heard from the man himself. He has addressed the haters. He's addressed the critics. He has backed up what he has created, and he's talking a big game. So, uh, actually, you know what? I was saying earlier that you can direct the hate at me. Actually, directed at Richard. Send um, it right here. <laughs> Give him my link. Tell him, tell send, him where to hate Send me it at. over. Where can people find you online, Richard? Uh, hex.com, H-E-X.com, Richard Hart Win on Twitter, Richard Hart on YouTube, free books, t.me slash Sivive, 35,000 people on the Pulse Chain chat, pulsechain.com, uh, on Telegram, and then... Uh, 20 or 30,000 people in the uh, Hex chat, Hex Crypto on, on Telegram. Awesome. Richard, man, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for coming on Thank and you, having man. this conversation. I appreciate it. My pleasure, bro.